0: Hello, hello, hello! This is Selling Greenville. Yes, I'm opening this slightly different than all of my other episodes. We are excited. I don't know why. Well, it's holiday season, all this fun stuff that we're doing, giving out gifts, meeting with family, lots of cool things. Um, I'm excited. We're we're near the end of the year 2021. Um, it's been pointed out that next year, uh, when we say... The the year will be saying 2022, which sounds like we're saying like 2020 also or 2020 all over again. Um, So perhaps we will need to change what we say for this upcoming year to um, perhaps the year of our Lord 2022 or something like that, so that it doesn't just sound like we're saying 2022. Um, because we don't want to relive 2020, right? That was that was not a year. None, none of us enjoyed that year. Uh, n- nobody likes to to be uh, surprised by a pandemic uh, that comes from overseas. So let's not relive 2020 again. It's a new year. You know what they say? All these catchphrases: New year, new you. Uh, all, all these things. I don't know. Um, but what I do know is that we have a podcast here about real estate, and and I am not going to skip. Just because we are in the middle of all these holidays, I'm recording this podcast early so that I don't have to, uh, you know, be recording in the middle of all the holiday seasons. And I appreciate you guys listening as you're doing all your holiday activities. So thank you very much uh, for tuning in. Just a reminder, as always, rate, review, subscribe, download, all of those wonderful things to make sure that you support the episode to support the show, and to make sure that you don't miss any future episodes that that we produce. I try to come out with some good content for you guys, um, and I'm excited about this week. I'm excited about next week as well. Um, I'm excited about what we have coming up for this show in the upcoming year. We're we're near episode 100. Um, I'm trying to decide what uh, special thing to do for that. So um, so I, I'm excited. Make sure that you don't miss any episodes. Make sure that you. Uh, that you just hit that five star button and leave a little uh, nice little review for me. Um, And as always, all my contact information, hopefully, uh, gets out in the show notes, I put it in there. Um, I know, uh, I had to put like an extra space in there, which probably shows up weird in in some uh, podcast platforms. Um, But nonetheless, um, I have to do that because of the Apple podcast app. Uh, changed some things uh, earlier this year and and, and made that mandatory uh, for whatever reason. So it is what it is. Apple can throw their weight around, love them, hate them, whatever. Uh, they are a big player, but we're on a lot of different platforms. It's not just uh, not just a podcast app on Apple. You should be able to get this uh, podcast on pretty much any platform that's out there. And if not, let me know. I can find ways to get this uh, to get the show on a different app on a different podcast platform. So just let me know if you need that. All right, today as we're thinking about as we're going into a new year, right? We're we're right on the verge of entering a new year. I'm thinking about what happens um, if you decide. You know what? I'm gonna wait. Another year before I make a move, before I, I make a purchase, before I buy my first home, um, I, I'm, I'm I just I'm I'm not ready. The market is just a little bit too crazy. I just kind of want to sit things out for now and just kind of you know wait to see if it slows down. Wait to see this or that. Um, you know wait until the school year is out. Uh, you know all of these things. What happens? What what can we reasonably predict will happen in terms of pricing, in terms of mortgage payments, in terms of what you can afford, let's just say a year from now? And we talked about, if if you didn't listen to, to last week's market stats um, episode, we talked about a lot of different things related to pricing and trajectories and trends. And really, the conclusion I've come to is that the housing market, it's not going to slow down very much, if at all in 2022, there at the moment are no indicators outside of a little bit of an increase in mortgage interest rates. Um, But um, outside of those increasing dramatically, like, let's say that they go into the fours, in um, the four percent, you know, that type of range, um, I don't see it personally. I don't see it having that huge of an impact. We've seen those mortgage rates fluctuate all year. Um, I'm not ready yet to say that that is going to slow down the market that much. So we we talked about in general, we have seen uh, market wide appreciation of about one percent per month. Prices are going up. Real estate prices in the greater Greenville area are going up about 1% per month. Well, on top of that, we have interest rates going up as well. They were down to you know below 3% for a good bit of time there. Now they're generally speaking up above 3%. That's something that we have to uh, reckon with. And the Fed has indicated, as we mentioned last week, that rates are going to continue to creep up because they want to, um, make sure that inflation doesn't become a major problem. They're, they're concerned about, uh, about inflation. I'm no expert about all of that stuff. Um, so I'm simply regurgitating what I've read, what I've heard. Um, there's not going to be a whole lot of nuance in terms of how I present that because I don't fully, uh, get into all of the mechanics of, of the Fed's tinkering and all of that. I just look at it from the standpoint of how it impacts me. Um, we talked about uh, last week that the median sale price in the greater Greenville area got up to 285 for the month of November, which is an insane number, an absolutely insane number um, for the median price point. We're going to kind of round that up for the purposes of this podcast and talk about what it would be like purchasing a $300,000 home right now versus 12 months from now. And and perhaps a little bit along along the way. I haven't scripted this episode, so we're going to see. Sometimes I do script my episodes, sometimes I don't. This one's a little bit more improv. I just have a spreadsheet in front of me. We'll see we'll see where it goes. Um but I've done this. I've broken out Three. I started with the number three hundred thousand dollars, right? And then I'm assuming you know a conventional loan at five percent down payment, so that your loan amount would be uh, your your starting principal for your loan would be ninety five percent of three hundred thousand dollars, which is two hundred eighty five thousand dollars. Um, I then took, based on I believe it was the Devinger, uh tax district, if I remember correctly. Um, I I looked at that tax tax district and looked at okay, generally speaking, what is a three hundred thousand dollars house going to be taxed at if you're an owner occupant, or if you are a non owner occupant if you're an investor? How does that impact things? Um, I also am putting in here PMI. Remember, if you if you have less than twenty percent. Uh, of a down payment when you purchase your house, you have to pay some kind of uh, mortgage insurance. Sometimes it's called PMI, sometimes it's called MIP, whatever the case. Um, I'm just going to assume it, and this is probably the biggest variable out of all of them. Um, we don't exactly know, you know that that's between the lender and the borrower and it's they do their own calculations. I'm just assuming for the purposes of this podcast, that a borrower would have to pay a half a percentage point PMI per month, um, which on a $300,000 house is $118.75. And um, I am assuming that our interest rate right now is 3.25%, depending on where you go, that number might be higher or lower. Um, And I'm assuming as well that in addition to... um, prices going up 1% per month, I'm assuming that the interest rate is going up 1% per month on that rate. Now, that that could sound crazy. I don't mean that the rate itself is going up 1%. It's not going up from 3.25 to 4.25 to 5.25, but an increase of 1% per month on the interest rate. So you take 3.25 and say, what is a 1% increase to that whole number, that is what I'm assuming is going to happen this year. It may or it may not happen this year. I've I've looked at a lot of data. Some people think, you know, that we're going to end up in the mid threes, and some think that we will end up in in the fours in terms of of what uh, the mortgage rate will end up uh, being on average by the end of this year. Who knows? We we don't know exactly what the Fed is going to do in that way, um, but those are kind of my underlying assumptions. If you were able to keep keep track with all of that, and then with that in mind, we can kind of take a look at okay, what is happening with all these prices, and then what is happening with our monthly payments over the course of uh, over the course of a of a twelve month period of time if we wait what is ultimately what i'm trying to get at is what is the cost of waiting for a year to to make your move to make your real estate tran, transaction you know if you know that you're you're going to purchase a house you know that you're going to make a move pretty soon what will it cost you if you say you know what i'm not ready right now i'm just going to wait a year all right so let's start with this let's start with just the purchase price right we're we're starting off with a uh, a 300,000 dollar purchase price and we are increasing that by simply 1% a month for 12 months right um and 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 by the way i guess depending on how you look at this you might say that I'm I'm actually doing this based on 13 months because the $300,000 column, the way it's set up in my spreadsheet, that is not month one. So you can sue me for that if you want. Um, but I have 12 months. I have $300,000 in its own column, and then I have 12 months of, of growth after that. But, again, we're talking about this in December. Um, and so 13 months from now will be... Uh, will be you know, the twelfth month of uh, of the new year, as it were. So I guess it all works out. So all that to be said, here is what we see: the purchase price, the the direction of the purchase price, and some of these numbers going if you wait a year on a three hundred thousand dollar house. Um, it, it's everything starts to compound, right? So, a month after 1% appreciation, a month later, that $300,000 house is now worth $303,000. The second month, $306. The third month, $309. The fourth month, $312. And it just keeps going up from there. And eventually, it starts to compound By month 12, we're now at $338,000. $47.51. Forty-seven dollars and fifty-one cents. Um, waiting a year is going to cost you, and and if you and again, if you're annoyed by how I how I did that, month eleven would be basically three hundred thirty-five thousand. Okay, um, so waiting a year on a three hundred thousand dollar house is going to cost you roughly thirty-five to thirty-eight thousand dollars. Now that has on, on the total sales price. Now, how does that impact some of these other things? Well, your down payment is now more, which means that your cash to close is more. Your down payment, which was originally $15,000, now it's right at the verge of $17,000. So that's a huge increase from a percent perspective on your down payment. Um, it's now gone up from $15,000 to $16,900. Um, your... Uh, And your loan amount, of course, in in that scenario would be about $321,000. Well, that also impacts your taxes, right? Because here's what typically happens in Greenville County. Once a real estate transaction happens, that automatically triggers a reassessment of the taxable value of the house. And usually that taxable value ends up being pretty darn close to the purchase price. Just so happens, you know. Um, the the county, you know, they're not doing any of their own work assessing the the value of these homes. They're just looking at, oh, it sold for that price. Okay, then we're going to tax it at that price. Um, so that goes up. So based on, like I said, I believe it was the uh, the Devinger. It was like a, de- a tax district that was referred to as Devinger or something or another. Um, the uh, the starting price of your month, of your annual taxes at the 4% rate, so this is the owner-occupied rate, would be $2,058 on a $300,000 house. If you now bump that up to a $338,000 house, now that number has gone up um, about $250. Now it's $2,318 per year. Per year. So you're paying an extra two hundred and fifty dollars to the county now um, every single year for the lifetime of your ownership in that house because you waited 12 months. Um and that number that number goes up even more if um at you know at the non owner occupied rate. So at the non owner occupied rate, let's say that this is an investment property for you. At $300,000, and and this is one of the crazy things about Greenville, is that it's about two and a half to to three times uh, the owner-occupied property tax rate if you're owning an investment property. So at $300,000, the 6% rate, which is the investor tax rate in this specific district that I was dealing with, would be $5,664 if you... Uh, bought that same house at $338. Now that number has just gone up. Um, wow, it went up about seven, it went up $700 to now $6,382. Um, so you have now, I, I mean, in some cases, depending on the type of property, that might be a half, a half or a third of a month's rent, that extra $700. Um PMI, which if you're an investor, you're probably not paying PMI because you're probably over that 20 percent, uh, over that 20 percent threshold, 20 percent down payment threshold. Um, but if you're an owner occupant, you've only put 5 percent down. PMI becomes a very real consideration, and so it's a I'm calculating this off of a half a percentage point, um, and and that's based on the the total loan amount. Um, and so with the total loan amount of $285,000 on the $300,000 house, your PMI, which is a monthly, let let me just explain PMI for a second. That's a monthly quote unquote insurance fee that you have to pay until you get to, uh, 20%. Although even at 20%, they don't drop it off. And this is like, to me, borderline illegal. The bank can still collect that until you reach 22%. Equity in the house, um, you have to request it at twenty percent for them to drop it off. Um, so it's a, it's just a monthly fee that doesn't benefit you in any tangible way. Um, so your PMI for a three hundred thousand dollar house is 118.75 seven uh, five, one hundred eighteen dollars and seventy five cents per month. Again, maybe higher, maybe lower, depending on the on the lender. I'm just ballparking it. Um, that goes up to if you waited until the the 12th month here waited a year that goes up to $133.81 so that's an increase of $15 per month so um, all these little things factor in and impact what your what your overall payment is it it all adds up you you hear all these different numbers and yeah, they all impact each other. All right, so let's look at your mortgage interest rate. Okay, again, I said we were starting with under the assumption that we're at 3.25% and that we are increasing that number by 1% of that number per month. So that takes us up to in the next month, 3.28, then 3.32, then 335 3.38, 3.42, 3.38, 3.42, et cetera, et cetera. We get to the 12th month and it's now up to 3.66%. And I think that that is a, I think I I like that number. I think that that is a good middle ground. It may be, like I said, it may be higher than that, but we're being conservative here um, that by the 12th month, um, you may end up having, uh, you know, roughly a 0.4, not quite an entire half a percentage point higher mortgage rate. But that's also not out of the question as well. It may be, you know, again, it may be 3.75. It may be 4%. We have no idea going into this year. And that is that is a really, really big variable and a really, really big consideration. But I think that this is a good, uh, again, I like the the 3.66% because I think if we are seeing the 1% uh, per month growth and appreciation then we're probably also seeing the 1% uh, percent per month gr- uh, growth in mortgage rates. I think that those two things are going to be pegged pretty closely. And I think if the mortgage rates start to uh, increase at a higher percentage, at a higher rate, then I think probably appreciation will probably go down uh, at a not... It, it won't be quite as fast. So I think that those numbers will kind of balance out. Um. All right, so what does all of that mean so I looked at a few different things here I looked at your your owner occupant monthly principal and interest with a three hundred thousand dollar house with five percent down um, and a 3.25 uh, percent mortgage interest rate which by the way and this is another important consideration I've not even factored APR in here. Because a 3.25% uh, mortgage rate, that's a little bit deceptive. Your APR might actually be 3.4%. So even this is even a little bit generous in, in that regard as well. And that's simply because APR, I, I can't get into that. that the, each lender, it's going to be a little bit different. They're factoring fees and things in there. Um, when it comes to real estate, s- a lot of numbers that are the lender side of things are really subjective. Um, and there's not a way to to just completely quantify that simply. But all that to be said, we're, we're basing it on just a 3.25% rate that then increases by 1% um, of that rate every month. Um, and so I looked at the principal and interest, and then I calculated the principal interest taxes and insurance, and I'm I'm making just an assumption that insurance is just a hundred dollars per month, your homeowner's insurance, and that's a, a pretty good rule of thumb for you know a three hundred thousand dollar house. Um, and then I did the same thing for an investor-owned property for a non-owner-occupied property with twenty percent down. What does that look like? How does that change things? Okay, so your your principal and interest for a three hundred thousand dollar house. With five percent down, at three point two five percent mortgage interest rate, uh, your principal and interest is one thousand two hundred forty. When you factor in the property tax, PMI, and um, and that one hundred dollars per month assumption for your homeowner's insurance, that comes out to one thousand six hundred thirty dollars and fifty nine cents. So now, what happens to that number? What happens to those two numbers if you wait a year? What's the cost of waiting? The principal and interest only jumps from twelve forty per month to fourteen seventy one per month. We're looking at nearly a uh, two hundred. Well, it's basically a two hundred thirty one dollar per month difference, which is a a big deal, right? Because you started at um, at 1240 um adding another 230 that's a huge percent change that's like a 20% increase if my quick math is right i didn't calculate that on my spreadsheet so i'm just doing that remember we're winging it today um not a scripted episode um that's a big increase that that is a massive increase what happens if we look at the uh the piti principal interest taxes insurance plus PMI. Remember the number at three hundred thousand with three point two five percent mortgage uh, interest rate. That was one thousand six hundred thirty dollars. That jumps up to basically one thousand. It's one thousand eight hundred ninety eight. Basically nineteen hundred dollars. That goes up two hundred seventy dollars per month from sixteen thirty to nineteen hundred. That's the cost of waiting. This is the same house. This is the, the important detail. This is the exact same house that now costs two hundred seventy dollars per month more than than it does right now. If you and and again, you can wait. You can you can hold out for twelve months. Do whatever you need to do. But this is the likely trajectory. Your payment on a $300,000 house just went up $270 per month. Um, what does that come out to per year? That comes out to $3,240 per year. Do you think that you might be able to find better things to do with that um, than to just be paying that towards the house? I I would say so. Um, so, uh, you guys know I'm not a pushy realtor, and and the goal of this podcast is not to to tell you to get off the fence and buy a house. I'm simply laying out the data. This is what the data says. There is a major cost of waiting, and I think that people don't fully understand that. I, I you know I've I've had conversations with people that you know are very very particular about what they're looking for, and they've just been waiting for a really long time for the right house to come up. And, and there's, you know, there's a real risk in these situations. And, and listen, I don't have any problem with, with my buyer clients being particular. It actually makes things easier in a lot of ways because if we have a very narrow criteria, then, then I can really help them find that, um, versus a very broad criteria. It's kind of like, uh, you know, I'm not really sure what we're looking for here. Um, so i like when my clients are particular but you have to understand if you're so particular that you simply can never find the right house you're going to get outpriced eventually the market is going to just leave you behind unless your your salary and your wages are able to keep up with this type of appreciation and for a lot of people it doesn't um, what about on the uh, real estate investor side of things um so again remember now we're talking about down, um, instead of 5% down, we're talking about no PMI, because that drops off when when you typically when you put 20% down. Um, And we're talking about 6%. Now the 6% tax rate, which is roughly two and a half to three times the owner occupied property tax rate. And we're operating on the assumption that homeowners insurance is the same, we're just slapping $100 a month, uh, in this formula, so the monthly principal and interest obviously drops because um, your 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 principal well it, it drops because your your total loan amount is lower your initial principal is lower because of the fact that uh, you put twenty percent down, so that is one thousand forty four dollars per month but but remember. Even in spite of the fact that you're not having to pay PMI, you're not having to pay uh, the um, uh, the extra, you know, amount of interest because of the fact that you put a higher down payment down. All of these different things don't account for the fact that the property taxes are so much higher. Your total payment, if you include Principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. One thousand six hundred sixteen dollars. It's almost six hundred dollars a month more. It goes up by nearly sixty percent just when you factor in taxes and insurance. And we've talked about this before about um, how the tax code, the property tax code, really hurts landlords. And this is how it hurts them. The compare that to the owner occupant that had to pay all of those other things and had less of a down payment, that owner-occupant had to pay $1,630 a month. The uh, non-owner-occupant, the real estate investor that put down $60,000 as a down payment, as opposed to the the mere $15,000 that the owner-occupant paid, is only paying $14 per month less. Than the owner occupant. That is an insane. That was one of the numbers on here. I talked last week about you know a number that popped off the page that I was looking at with that data. That number popped off the page. How close those were, despite the real estate investor having to bring forty five thousand dollars more cash, not paying PMI, um, and still ending up basically at the same number as the owner occupant. It's uh it's 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 really insane. Um if we go all the way down to month twelve, okay, let's just skip down to the end. Um the principal and interest for the uh for the investor is one thousand two hundred thirty-nine dollars. So um that's interesting because that's essentially the starting number for the non-owner occupant, which was one thousand two hundred and forty. Um that's the end number for principal and interest at the end of month twelve for the real estate investor, but that that's that's an aside. That's basically an increase of uh, pretty close to two hundred dollars a month uh, from the one thousand forty-four dollars that we started with. So you wait a year, you're an an investor. Your principal and interest payment is going to be close to two hundred dollars a month more. That's a big deal. People don't realize landlords' margins are really slim. We're going to talk about this a little bit next week. Um, two hundred dollars a month is a big, big deal when you're a landlord. Um, in terms of the the total PITI, that comes out to now it jumps from one thousand six hundred sixteen dollars per month to one thousand eight hundred seventy dollars per month. So the total increase is about two hundred. Uh, it's a little bit more than two hundred fifty dollars per month again that is a massive massive number if you are um purchasing something as uh, as an investment property as a rental property and and the increase is is very comparable to the uh to the owner occupant increase you'll you'll notice um and these numbers um you know I could play around with with other amounts that aren't you know three hundred thousand dollars I could Plug in other numbers, and and these numbers kind of fluctuate. Um, obviously, the higher the purchase price, the greater the impact these percent increases are. You know, for instance, if I if I change the starting price to four hundred thousand um, dollars, now rather than being a thirty-eight thousand dollar increase at the end, it's a fifty thousand dollar increase at the end. Um, so. Um, that's just something to keep in mind as well. It's it's not just a flat okay. If you wait a year, you're going to pay two hundred fifty dollars a month more. Um, it does vary, and of course, uh, I will mention that we're just talking about numbers in aggregate. Not every house is going to appreciate one percent per month just in perpetuity. Um, but this is a this is what the market has been doing, and so. Th- these are this is the best that that we have. This, this is the best that we can come up with in terms of in terms of the numbers. And, um, and and I think it gives you an idea. This is what the cost of waiting is. It's a huge cost. It is a huge cost. And so, um, everyone, you know, has different reasons for waiting or for not waiting or for doing whatever it is that that they need to do. Um, when deciding to make a move, just understand that um, the market at the current pace that it's at, it's growing very quickly. And um, if you have family members that are on the fence about moving, and they're saying, you know, "Eh, I don't know, maybe a year from now, maybe, you know, something like that, I just want the market to slow down a little bit. There are no indicators the market will slow down. But what we do know is that Uh, all the indicators are, and we now have two years of data to tell us this, all indicators are that it's going to keep appreciating and keep growing and keep getting crazier and crazier. And um, you could buy some people that extra $250 per month, or whatever the amount is, that could be the difference between them qualifying for the loan or not. Like it's not just the factor of whether you can um, you know, the fact that you're oh, now outlaying an, an extra three thousand two hundred dollars per year, it's also the factor of the lender might not say, might not qualify you to even make purchase that house that you could purchase at three hundred thousand dollars. Now you can't purchase it at three hundred thirty eight thousand dollars. And so, um, those are all things to consider. Um, and I hope that that is helpful for you guys as you think about okay. What what does all this mean? What are all these moving parts? How does this relate to waiting, um, waiting for however long to uh, to to move into the market to make a purchase? Hopefully that simplified things with you guys a little bit, and that's something that you guys can consider. If you want to even look at my spreadsheet, I'd be happy to share that with you guys as well. Just let me know. All my contact information is in the show notes. Like I said, if you want to look at that spreadsheet, happy to share it. Not a big deal. It's not proprietary. Um, and, and you guys could calculate all of this on your own if you wanted to get into the weeds yourself. Um, but please reach out to me for any of your real estate needs. Please subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Rate. Review it. Do all of those things. Download episodes. That helps out the show. I appreciate it. Hey, we're almost in the new year, the year of our Lord, 2022. I hope that you guys have a wonderful new year. Get out the bubbly, shoot off some fireworks, cover your dog's ears so that he or she doesn't freak out when those fireworks are going off. And we'll see you next year.